0: You're listening to the Viral Volley Podcast podcast. Now here's your host, Rob, on the mic. And she is a baller. She's picking up everything that's behind the block, under the block, under the net, around the net. That's Zoe Fleck. And, you know, it's exciting to have her on here because we spoke just about a month ago on our special Pac-12 edition of the Viral Volley Podcast. And now we're going to the tracking the pack edition as the pac 12 teams enter the nca tournament so zoe thanks for coming back on to the uh college volleyball weekly and viral volley podcast
1: oh thank you for having me i'm happy to be here
0: well you know i'm going to read this piece to you and being that that i mean i know from your responses it's probably tough for you to hear because it's team 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 but we got to recognize your individual efforts here uh from the usa release uh, usa ucla release Fleck, a senior defensive specialist in Libro from Granada Hills, California, is the first Bruin to win back to back Pac 12 Libro of the Year Award since Taylor Formico in 2016 and 17. Fleck leads UCLA with 414 digs, averaging 3.94 digs per set. He's a two time Pac 12 Defensive Player of the Week Award winner this season, October 11th and November 1st, which is after your Vile Volley podcast with me, by the way. I just got to put that in there. But congratulations on the. Uh, PAC 12 conference honor.
1: Thank you. That's very nice introduction. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it really is a team award. Like, I really couldn't do any of it without the players around me and everything that they do to funnel me balls, to help me out in my seams. Like, it's more about the team than it is about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, since our last chat a month ago, um, you know, the PAC 12 conference came out of the final match. I, I hate bringing this up because it didn't end on that great of a note for the Bruins it came down to an epic five-set brawl against Crosstown rival USC and um, what are your thoughts on the regular season that transpired for the Bruins even in light of that that you know not so great ending for the Bruins
1: well I mean it was really nice to have a full season after kind of like a shortened spring season and it was amazing to play in front of fans. COVID didn't cause any cancellations. It, it actually felt like a real season, which I think all of us were were missing after last year. And, you know, the pack as a whole played some really, really good volleyball this fall. There were some amazing matches and we had a lot of fun. And I hope all the fans enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: Oh, it was definitely an exciting time And tracking all the upsets, the five setters, all in the pack 12 um, that... Continue through the entire season. Um, but, you know, at the last uh, regular season match against USC, I'm curious what Coach uh, Seeley told the team um, as you ended the regular season and we're most likely looking at an NCAA berth.
1: Well, he told us we're not done yet. Um, <laughs> our kids had big goals for the entire season and now we're in the postseason with a system of single elimination. So, it's all about who stays more focused. And, you know, one of Celie's favorite phrases is just chop wood and carry water. So that's what we're focused on right now. Just one foot in front of the other. Don't have to do anything special. Just keep going.
0: You know, just in case that it kind of went out on my end on the audio, but what did Celie say that that saying your first word kind of blanked out?
1: Oh, he said just chop wood and carry water.
0: Oh, I like it. The outdoorsman in him, uh, trying to get you guys going and being brawlers in the wild, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, just, I was just appreciating the moment, having gratitude for the place we're at, the people we're with, and just taking it one step at a time and enjoying the journey.
0: Yep. Well, after receiving the news of the birth at the uh, selection show, um, you're kind is back to back Libro of the year. And we talked about it a little bit in the VolleyballMag.com piece. But um, yeah, I was tracking the Pac-12 this year, particularly on assignment and there are a lot of gifted libros and for you to be recognized i mean it, it's like knowing the other talent that was there it, it easily could have gone to others but you definitely had a great season but uh, for you knowing that you, you're competing mm-hmm. with such great talent what does that mean to you to get the award again
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's very cool it's always cool to be recognized and but again, as nice it is as it is to win something like that, it really goes to show how how well our team worked together this year. And I mean, one thing I do hope that comes out of awards like this is the attention it brings to passing. I think that's one area of the game in the United States that we don't really do a great job of putting the emphasis on, like in box scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, other countries record passing as official statistics, and all the teams keep the stats, but they're just not shared. So it wouldn't be that hard to actually share the stats. And I think if we do that, it would help people understand the game better. It would give more recognition to players who do a really good job in serve-receive, and it would make volleyball better overall in the U.S. as younger generations also start to put that emphasis on passing.
0: Mm -hmm. But on a defensive end, and we did chat about this a little bit before going on, and even in our previous episode, When you've been the subject of some pretty insane highlight reels on social media and uh, they weren't serve receive. It was someone just grinding, gritting and getting every ball. Um, Talk about your attitude and mentality on the court when it comes to uh, defense.
1: Well, for me, defense is a lot about knowing what's going to happen before it actually happens. I spend a lot of time during the week watching film on the teams that we're going to play and trying to, understand a situation and what each person wants to do in that situation before I actually get into it. And so when I see it in the match, it's not the first time that I've seen it. Mm -hmm. So any of those highlight plays that you saw, probably a good amount of that was me knowing or having some idea that that was actually going to happen before it happened. So it's not just like reaction time or just Mm -hmm. reading. It's also the work that went in in the week to actually know what that person wants to do in that specific situation.
0: Well, definitely uh, amounted to some really good highlight reels. And even if you didn't get to catch matches, there's enough of you guys on social media to just get a sense of the way the uh, your, the Bruins played with you. So, um, so with the season, concluding this last weekend um, we got some of the postseason awards, but not only did you receive Leroy of the year, but coach Mike Sela received co-coach of the year teammates, uh, Mac May, Player of the Year, and Anna Dodson, along with you and Mac, all Pac-12 team honors. What does it mean for you and the team that you and these honorees receive these recognitions?
1: Yeah, I think I think the team kind of sees it as a win when anyone gets recognition because it means that we've all done our jobs, right? We've played mm-hmm. really well as a team. We've executed. We've been good teammates, and and that's what allowed people to get this individual and team recognition. Um, and I mean, honestly, I feel so lucky to be part of this gym. Like every time I step on the court, I feel like I'm surrounded by all American caliber players throughout our Mm -hmm. whole gym. Um, and on a personal note, I'm, I'm really happy for our middle blocker, Anna Dodson. She's She tore her ACL twice before ever touching the floor at UCLA. And she's overcome that and so much more just to get back on the court. And she's been such a huge player for us this year. And, you know, I like to think that I'm a volleyball junkie and I spend all of my time watching, playing volleyball, but this past summer, I think Anna played more volleyball than the rest of the team combined. So she works really, really hard, and it's it's great when good things happen to good people.
0: That's good stuff for sure. I did not know that about Anna Dodson, but hey, congratulations to Anna, Mac, Mike, and you for and I believe there's an honorable mention on there, but the name is slipping my mind. I, um, but I mean, yeah,
1: but Shelby and Alon both got honorable mention.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the Bruins had a, a wonderful season um, in 2021. Actually, the fall 2021. I need to clarify because there was a spring 2021. So. Um, but uh, shortly after conclusion of this regular season, you guys obviously earned the berth uh, to compete in the NCAA tournament. But what's the team's sense going into the tournament and um, having it in your front yard?
1: I mean, the opportunity to host in poly is is huge. And we're all really excited to get started on Friday. There are some really good teams already in Westwood. And um, this will be most of the team's first time ever hosting in the tournament. So I think we're all really excited to, for Friday. And like I said before, we're taking it one step at a time and really enjoying the journey.
0: Well, it's definitely looking good to see the volleyball back in Poly Pavilion with four good teams vying for a national championship. And without a doubt, this nation has uh, this nation this last year has seen some great matches and UCLA has been a part of, good portion of them as well so uh, this is uh now the back-to-back pac-12 libra of the year zoe fleck from ucla uh be competing in the ncaa women's division one volleyball tournament this weekend at ucla and poly pavilion so zoe thanks for coming on back on to the college volleyball weekly tracking the pack edition
1: well thank you for having me rob it's always a pleasure to be here
0: Zoya, you've had the opportunity to play alongside recently crowned Pac-12 Player of the Year, Mac May. Uh, what's it like to be in battle, training, and off the court with her?
1: Oh, I mean, it's kind of crazy, huh? She's going to go down as one of, the best his, one of the best players in history at one of the most storied programs in our sport. I feel super lucky to just get to play in the gym with her every single day. She just It just does so much for a gym when you get to play against a player like that every day. I honestly feel sorry for people that face her in matches and see the the shots that she hits that maybe five other people in the country can hit because I remember the first time I saw those shots and thank God it wasn't in the middle of a match that I was trying to win. <laughs> but she's, she's as as talented a player as she is. She's incredible teammate, so much fun to be around. And even though our time together at UCLA is coming to an end. I hope that our careers will cross paths again in the future.
0: Now, being that you've basically been in the program for two years at UCLA after transferring from um, UC Santa Barbara, what do you see as a difference from last year playing with her versus this year?
1: Honestly, I think she's had a huge step up in leadership um we had a few other seniors and juniors and experienced players on the roster last year and this year we had quite a few new players as well and i think she's also started a new grad program that's all about leadership and so she's really just like stepped into that shining role of like navigating the relationships on the team and pulling us out of holes that we're in and really just grabbing hold of that leadership role and taking our team to the win
0: now, what do you think of her surpassing that 2,000-kill milestone for her career?
1: Oh, it's incredible. And and so well-deserved, you know? Like, she earned every single one of those, obviously. But, like, you look, you watch Mac play, and you can absolutely believe it. That girl's had 2,000 kills in her career. I actually, I actually have a story for you. There was a couple weeks ago, we changed our scouting report a little bit and had her rolling under and picking up tips. And she casually mentioned to our setter beforehand that, oh, if I end up over here, I might audible to a different a different set. And <laughs> in the match, and nobody ever thinks that's gonna happen, right? And in the match, she ends up picking up a tip and then just stays on her feet, continues, and then hits a ball on the right side when she's actually playing outside. And then mm-hmm. she gets killed. From the right side, and I think probably only like four people in the in the stands knew what happened. But the rest of us were just there, like, how did she <laughs> think that fast? You know, and so like that's just kind of the player that Mac is. She's so her volleyball IQ is so high. She's so much fun to be around, and yeah, she's an incredible player.
0: For all you uh, listeners and viewers, uh it's she picks up a tip in area before and hits the ball. In area two at the pit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, a highly athletic person is the only one that can accomplish that, I'm sure. So I wouldn't know that because I'm not that athletic person. So, <laughs> very
1: quick on their feet, too.
0: Well, it's uh, great stuff that, that you get to be alongside her in that. But, you know, one of your other teammates that has been the key to the Bruin success this year is Charity Looper. And she'd been quite the standout for you guys this season, helping you ascend the team to the top of the Pac-12. And after the sweep of Washington at Polly Pavilion, um, she wasn't available the rest of the season. But what were the team's thoughts and how do you feel they've responded in her absence?
1: Well, you know, I think Celie probably had the best quote when it comes to describing charity. And he said that she's just missing the gene that makes people nervous. Like I've never seen someone smile so much when they're playing volleyball. She's just so much fun to be around all the time. And when the rest of us are feeling tense or it's like a close match, she's just there smiling, laughing, like hitting balls off blocks, slamming balls in the middle of the court. She'll like shank a ball and she'll come back and she'll be like, don't worry. I got the next one set me again. And she just genuinely doesn't have the gene where she gets nervous. And I mean, obviously anyone in the country any team would miss that kind of player someone who's contributing four kills per set and hitting 300 in conference that would be the end of anyone's season but that's one of the reasons why ucla is so lucky that we have the depth probably the deepest group of pins in the country um like we have people like allison jacobs who was the star of the u20 junior national team last year who can come in and really take over a match like she has multiple times this this season. So we definitely miss Charity. Um, and I know she's desperate to get back on the court and maybe you'll see her before the tournament's over.
0: <laughs> oh, don't let the cat out of the bag. Right. <laughs> well, well, so uh, the Bruins host Fairfield, a team that uh, the Bruins will be playing for or playing against for the first time in program history um, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Now you boast a 10 and 0 home record. In a tournament that brings out the best in teams, do you feel uh, home court advantage will play a factor?
1: Well, we're, we're so excited to play in front of our fans at poly It's the first time UCLA has gotten the opportunity to host since 2017. And we're really excited to be in front of fans, be in front of our family, because we missed that in the spring. And, you know, I think there are only two players on our roster now who – have hosted in the NCAA tournament before, like Mac and Emily, who are fifth years since. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's going to be a really fun sub-regional. All three teams that are in Westwood now have had great seasons, obviously, because they're in the NCAA tournament, and they all have super explosive pins. Fairfield has an outside that transferred from Baylor. UCF has one of the most productive outsides in the country, and and Pepperdine has multiple pins who absolutely hit the crap out of the ball. Um, <laughs> so it's it's going to be fun. Whoever plays, whoever, it's it's a fun, fun group.
0: Well, let me ask you this. We, we've been talking about your other teammates, but we definitely have to talk about you too, because uh, back-to-back Libro of the Year in the Pac-12 Conference. Um, how are you so successful in such a competitive conference, Zoe?
1: Well, I mean, honestly, there's there's really no such thing as individual awards in volleyball it takes it really takes a village like I couldn't get any digs if I didn't have the block funneling balls to me if I didn't have our setters saving our digs if our coaches hadn't made a great game plan if our hitters aren't terminating you know if people aren't helping me out in my seams and service Eve if if it really takes everyone around me to make everyone else successful so it really doesn't actually have that much to do with me it's it's a team award
0: how oh, the consummate team player. Uh, Zoe, mm-hmm. hey, thanks for taking the time with uh, VolleyballMag.com. Look forward to catching you this weekend or this Friday night at Poly Pavilion and uh, see where your NCAA journey takes you and the Bruins. Well,
1: thank you.